As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes Podcast. I'm Bert Lepore. He's Samuel Monicarlo. We're hanging here with Angry Mike D. And we talk about music, movies, and so much more. All right, we're back with another episode of Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes episode, what do we got, 89? 89. Damn. It's getting up here. Yeah. <laughs> episode 89 so it's the midnight metal edition <laughs> yeah we're recording a little late tonight i was on yeah. double dildo duty <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah i was just thinking the other day we haven't really touched on on this and i think it might be a you know a little cool uh topic and maybe a little educational for some people who aren't really uh music nerds like us but thinking of like uh, music scenes you know every you don't really see it too much now right yeah there's the not really going on now yeah, there's not yeah really it's going like now. yeah but you know um it was always like you know you had the uh british invasion you had the uh you know that san francisco like hippie scene in the 60s you had you know all different even like other genres of music like hip-hop in new york rap you know in the mm -hmm. 70s you had uh you know uh, disco in like the 70s in new york and stuff and so figure figure maybe we you know we talk about some music scenes you know rock based stuff and uh you know notable bands you know uh the time the time period it started in uh maybe downfall of it or whatever you know just yeah let's just uh it, so. let's just free roll and bullshit so yeah. uh damn you could pick the first ever we want what do you want to do uh for top one i have right here is like seattle all right, right? let's go right into that grunge so um you know i, I think the seeds were planted some some time in like the mid 80s some of those <clears> bands started to come around like uh you know, um, that kind of like forked off into other bands like Pearl Jam and stuff. So you had like, uh, you know, Green oh, your all your favorite bands, all my favorites, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the favorites. But it's a part of history, and it's very, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's important. It's an important part of uh, it was a, history. It was a movement. It was a huge movement. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird because yeah, with the grunge stuff and all that stuff, it's not just the music. It was even that look. It was like oh, it was a whole thing because. You know, yeah. Alice in Chains sounds nothing like Nirvana. But when you mention grunge, you throw them right in together. It, it's it's it was the whole change. 
even though Allison Change is still a fucking metal band at the end of the day. I don't care what anybody says. Same mm-hmm. thing with Soundgarden. But it was that it was that change. But if you ask me, yeah. out of all the grunge bands, who was the grunge band? When I think of grunge, I think of, even though even though they're a metal band, I think Soundgarden. That's who I think. You know? Yeah, I I I I'd say that sort of like the if you say Seattle, who's the first band? I I'd probably think of them. Yeah, you know, probably first because they kind of they kind of came out a little bit earlier too. Like they were like in the late eighties, so yeah, their first records came out. You know, and yeah. you know, um, you know, there was other bands like Mother Love Bone, Green River, which turned into Mind Pearl Hunter. Jam. You know, and Mother Love yeah. Bones to me sounded nothing like Pearl Jam. You know what? You know what? No. Matter of fact, guys, right. as we're rolling, instead of doing it like we usually do, let's just do a three for all. Let's just talk it out like we would talk out yeah. normally. Mm-hmm. Let's not even go in order and let's just fucking bullshit about this. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Mother Love Bone sounded nothing, at least to me, sounded nothing like Pearl Jam. And I still to this, even though I like Mother Love Bone, no way, no way would they have been as big as Pearl Jam got. No way. I don't nah, think that wouldn't have. No. Nah. Uh, would have been interesting where they where they went after that, but uh, you know they kind of remind me of some other bands that came out in, like the early nineties, like uh, like uh, bands like Warrior Soul and uh, yeah, and uh, you know like Saigon Kick and band yeah. like they and probably the would have singer- fit in more like oh that. I love Saigon Kick, but they would have fit you know like, fit like alternative flavored metal. Yeah. They, 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 and the singer was kind of flamboyant. He was kind of yeah. He was more, I wouldn't say glam, but he had more, he wasn't like any better, you know? Yeah. Something. Almost I, I like uh, Shannon Hoonish, but like harder rocker. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Another one of Damien's favorite bands. <clears throat> Shannon Hoon. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. You, I, I know you probably saw Blind Melon a lot. I actually did. Uh, I think I saw them open up for the Rolling Stones. I did. Really? Actually, they're like one they? of your like top five bands, right, Damien? Oh, I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into them, man. I never got into, uh, you know, I don't even, they were like an LA band or were they from Indiana? <coughs> I know Shannon Hoon was from Indiana. I don't know if the whole band was, yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure. You know, um, I thought they would have been more like a Guns N' Roses kind of. Like, that's what I thought. Because well, we all thought it was going to be like a hard rock singer when we see when Axel. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had, they had some cool stuff. Not one of my favorites, but yeah, you know. One of these days, I'll. I'll I mean, honestly, I think I only know like one or two songs. I, I, I don't want to put everything on that. You know, that little yeah. bumblebee turns you off. Yeah, it's just just hearing it, dude. It was on TV <laughs> all the time back in the '93. You know, mm-hmm. so even like looking at some of the stuff, I guess you know we're sticking to I guess the Seattle stuff, but even stuff that wasn't in Seattle. Like you remember the girls band Babes in Toyland? That's like they were kind of like considered grunge, even though L7, I know the name. L seven was uh, from Seattle. L7 they were pretty good. Seattle, yeah. Babes in Toyland. Where, where were they from? Yeah, for some reason I I kind of it wasn't maybe Seattle. They were an LA band. Yeah, it wasn't Seattle. But they were pretty big yeah. for a while. You got Mud Honey. Yeah, well they were they were all influenced by that. Um, you know. Um, you know, it was like the, gotta, pe- the Pixies were, you know, kind of the influence of Nirvana. Oh, you know, yeah, actually, that, Nirvana, like, really stole a whole lot of their stuff. Right. But, yeah, that's it's pretty known. But when they talk about the movement, like, who do you consider in that movement? I mean, you got to think of, you know, Nirvana. You got to think of Pearl Jam, Big Soundgarden, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, 
Allison Chains. Allison Chains. They're, they're, they're the best. I don't. I don't call those last two though. I don't consider them. I don't. Yeah, I don't but care, it was part of that know, movement. It they was are part of that though. movement. I, to yeah, me, they're metal bands. They're, yeah. Uh, what? Just because? Just because they wore flannel? I don't know. It was part yeah, of that because they're from the city, and city. it was. Well, I know, but it's part of the city. But you know, you're you're not going to call like. Uh, what like run DMC a rock band because they're from you know where, <laughs> nah, California well, you, or whatever you, you, you know make, or a certain you, city but you wouldn't do that yeah, I mean, I mean, you can make so, the case about uh, Queens right they're from Seattle right right so they, they came not, out they, they came out ten years now. before all that stuff they're but from even, like the early eighties uh, but but totally Soundgarden was out for a bit before that really broke you know yeah they they were like late eighties like, like like a lot of those bands they started out all around the same time like the Seeds were yeah, planted look their management they, just threw them into that their management just said hey they're grunge just so they're not going to well, fade into if the, you could listen, the glam stuff and heavy metal stuff as far as marketing goes. If you if you market, that's what you do. You know, that's that's part of marketing, you know. So if we're making money with this and this is the turnaround, how can we and look, we've seen everybody do it from every genre. You market to with selling because it's all about you're money. talking about Allison Chains, right, Mike? Yes. Yeah, I'm you, talking about Allison Chains and Soundgarden. Yeah. Well, you, you might be onto that because <laughs> early on, like take like Allison Chains, for instance, right? They're they opened up for band. poison yeah. on, on like a few weeks of the flesh and blood tour. I mean, that's they open up for Van Halen, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, and then maybe they start maybe during the first album came out, what, 90? I think it was. So, it was, yeah, I mean, you know, they were on Headbangers Ball all the time with Loud Love, yeah. and they were on that, they were on that, the, the uh, Clash of the Titans tour, all the thrash bands. Uh, who so, uh, Allison Chains? I wouldn't call them thrash either. No, 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 I, I know, but but they were they were torn with more bands like they were, that. they like, were like, like, not like. Like the the categories that were thrown into, yeah. Well, I like, think it's right I think even, that category came up, you know. Yeah, it was so like it, back because back in the day, it was like you know they caught a lot of shit from like the metal dudes because they were like they didn't even want to give them a chance because they got that grunge label. So it was like oh, I hate them, you know, they're stupid fucking grunge band, you know. Well, yeah, they got booed when they opened up for Van Halen. Like even even Alice yeah. in Chains like wasn't That's really what I was talking about, big yeah. into the metalheads back then, you know. It wasn't but, until I mean, later. Their name came. I mean, if forget about what they became, just listen to the name Allison Chains. Imagine if it was spelt like if the S was a Z. That's a totally fucking eighties name. <laughs> they, they could have been playing yeah. the Sunset Strip with fucking Warrant and yeah. all those other bands. Al Absolutely. and it was. I mean, if you, you ever see pictures of what they look like, yeah, would they sound? Did like you ever too? hear what they sounded yeah. like? Yeah, that too. Oof. It was a good yeah, thing they so, changed. It was a good thing. Yeah, they Lane Staley yeah. looked like uh, Ricky Rocket's brother. I mean, the, 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 the hair and everything. <laughs> they, they were they were yeah. worse than Pantera doing the hair metal. Yeah, it was bad too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they kind of they kind of swept that under the rug really good. So, Mike, you might be onto something. They, they might have. Uh, it might have been just how they are marketed as. Yeah, man. You know? Dude, I'm sorry. They are metal all day, every day. Oh yeah, yeah. They're the most metal out of all of them. At all, smashing them. pumpkins, yeah. the same thing. Like if you want to count them in that, they're always that borderline. They count them in that grunge. They're thing, from Chicago. They're, yeah, were they're they Chicago? Chicago? I thought they Chicago were, band. Yeah, but weren't they? They were labeled Seattle, I believe, earlier. Yeah, but it was like that movie. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think I like, could be wrong. It, I could be totally kind of like, wrong uh, that, but I, I always believe that they were labeled from that Seattle area. Now they're always like uh, like Chicago, like yeah. like they always made that known. But I think like the scene kind of created a music genre came out of it, and they were part of that genre, just like Stone right. Pilot. They're from San right. Diego. 
Right. Stone so Temple gets thrown time. in that category slightly, too. Yeah, of course they do. It, it was so yeah. big back then. He, even bands like Kiss were doing grunge. Everybody. Yeah, it was. A, it it, it kind of. Yeah, right there. We got it. We, I got you first. <laughs> I said it first. <laughs> well, same thing with the yeah, 80s. So it kind of got know? tossed in there. You yeah. have bands that change yeah. their look and sound because they adapt it. Listen, it's all about what's going on now. Mm-hmm. What's selling. That's just a, that's mm-hmm. the way it works. It's marketing. No matter if you're selling fucking ketchup, or if you're selling fucking T-shirts or music. Whatever um, they could sell you on. We're thinking yeah, of gotta, old men. You got to think of the kids, the young young people, you know? Yeah, there was a bunch of bands that came out of that, you know, uh, <clears throat> out of the ones we, we mentioned. You got Mud Honey, you got Tad. Remember Tad? Yeah. Tank. The name sounds Tad, 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 yeah. Tad, T-A-D. The, the singer was like a huge, he was like 400 pounds. It was huge. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, man. I remember them. Yep. The Melvins, they're probably around earlier. You know, they were like a, yeah. The Melvins probably kind of sludge metal. 80% of that sound. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. One of the early ones. Yeah. Screaming and I try to get into them. I'm not really a Melvin. You know guy, what? But they're big. Influence. Screaming trees were good. They yeah. were really good. Were Screaming trees. Uh, Mark Lanigan, man. He, he, even in the Queens of the Stone Age, man, they were, he was he was great. Yeah. Yeah, they're the Seattle bands I have. I don't know if you guys have any more, but you know it's uh, yeah. Well, the four, the four. Was, if we uh, go, four, if we go four big, the four big: Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. It, it, it kind of seemed by like 94, 95, it was kind of like over, you know. Yeah. And then and then you started seeing like the second, third tier type bands that were spinning off all over the country and other yeah. places, you know. Yeah. The creeds and shit like that. Oh, yeah. You know, well, they took the Eddie Vedder sound know. and stuff like that, and then that. it was kind of it was kind of over and morphed into. Oh, I couldn't take that band at all, man. Yeah. They were they were like a turn off the TV band. Oh yeah, change the channel, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would think I would say that with the grunge pretty much hit. You had your you had your glam metal that was kind of fading out into that funk. A lot of funk metal was right after that, right? Would you say? And then it probably hit the grunge. Right after, right after that. But yeah, at, the, well, yeah, at the end of the day, it's all music, yeah. you know. Funk metal was just like, uh, kind of like a, a like a footnote. It's something that never really happened. Very brief, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was supposed to be like the next thing, but it yeah. wasn't. It didn't really. Right. There was only a few bands that survived. Like, like the same thing with the grunge yeah. era. You know, the bands we mentioned were the ones that carried on. You know, a lot of them fell to the side. Yeah. You know, but it's like whatever genre. It's just the way it is. Uh, let's move on to. Um, the British Invasion, which is a yeah, huge one. That's uh, that is a huge one. That was probably, I think, all the bands that that we that we grew up listening to were Our pretty parents. much influenced directly from that stuff. And uh, so a lot of those bands, they kind of were influenced by like the Chuck Berry and Elvis and right. uh, like the Buddy blues. Holly, the fifties, yeah, and some of the blues. And they kind of, you know, and you know, some of those bands they toured and in england and you know they kind of influence like uh the rolling stones and the beatles the mm-hmm. yard birds who the kinks um the kinks the animals like they mm-hmm. were uh paul revere and the raiders i think they were they have part of that i them. think dave clark five there were dave clark five yeah and uh yeah there was there was a lot of them and there was a lot you know every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And then you had like a lot of them bands that were like, there was a lot of one-hit wonders mixed in there too. And it was a movement yes. created pretty much by the Beatles, Rolling Stones, and, you know, I guess you could say the Yardbirds too. I mean, there was an all-star band more than mm-hmm. once, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that was a crazy movie. It changed... Now, it, it, that really changed the world at that time because it was so different and things were so different back then. You know, I mean, they were considered long hair, yeah. like if you had hair past your ears. <laughs> I know, like like short hair is... It's like an inch above your eyebrows. That's long hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, if, if you didn't have where your hair slipped back and buzzed, it was considered long, you know? <laughs> kind of weird. That's fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. Like, like, I, I think, I think yeah, even Elvis had... Sh- yeah, they even thought Elvis had long hair. Like that was like uh, <laughs> considered long. You know, you couldn't even view it. You couldn't even like pan it on his hips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But they were all crazy. all those bands were influenced by, uh, you know, by Elvis and stuff. And then, uh, sure. you know, if you look at early pictures of those bands, they all had the pompadours and the mm-hmm. Elvis hair. And then the Beatles were the ones that kind of they started they come straight down and then you see all the other bands with them i used to have the pompa mullet man (laughs) (laughs) i used to it was like this pompadour and i had the fucking hair and like the mullet on the back i don't know it was like my own i don't know it was like your own it was the eddie guerrero man it looks like it It was was the eddie guerrero you could hit me over the head with a sledgehammer (laughs) this thing it wouldn't hurt me but but you got to think you know the biggest bands Rolling Stones, Beatles. I mean, absolutely, two of the yeah. biggest bands ever came out of that. Who do you think's the third out of out of them? If you if you had to pick the big four of Ooh. the British, for me, it would be the Beatles, Rolling Stones, the Kinks, probably. And who would be the last one? I don't. I mean, I kind of like some oh, of the animal on. stuff. I don't know. You don't know. I mean, you got, I, I, I would, I, the, the who. Yeah, I, oh I think the who I forgot three. about the Z. fucking who. Yeah, yeah so, so I would agree with you. I think. I mean, uh, as to four, I can't really think of any more. I mean, the Kinks are kind of you know yeah. big, not really my thing, but yeah. So, so you would say the Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, and the Who, the big yeah. four. Okay, if yeah. we create our big four, there goes our I big. Think so, I, I'm sure there's probably there's probably one that we're missing that's probably huge that was, <laughs> i don't know but i i think that would be british invasion that's got to be the big four from that you know yeah i can't believe i forgot the who i i, I keep forgetting to consider them at that era because they've been around so long i always think of them as yeah. like a 70s band more but the um, who? yeah well they had a lot of a lot of success in the uh 70s six, same thing with the stones I mean, they too, right? too. i mean when they come out um late 60s like they're all they all came out around the same time between like 62 and 64, 62, 63, 64. Right. Like I said, like if you're hitting up to 68, then you're hitting like, like Zeppelin territory there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other wave. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whole other thing. So, so if you look at it, but like, like we were talking the grunge, the band's music that survived through all that time, not considered a one hit wonder that bands that were still big names were, you know, them, them four names are still huge, you know? Yeah, and, and then the and then you could you could say I mean, the Beatles are probably the number one band of of all time. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. The Stones have got to mm-hmm. be 
they got to be. They got to be two. Five. They got to be two. Pro- even yeah. though I'm not you. I mean, they got to be two, right? Yeah. And then you're probably going to go yeah, Zeppelin, definitely. probably three. You know, even you know, I would put Sabbath ahead of them, but Zeppelin's probably yeah, three. Talk about- <laughs> yeah, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's what we got for the British invasion. Yeah. How about this demo? Let's go to 70s punk. Let's go with CBGB, them bands, that era, that movement. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that stuff came out of um, originally came out of like that whole Andy Warhol scene in like the late 60s and the 70s. It was like kind of like, you know, like um, art rock type shit like um, uh, Velvet Underground. Yeah. You know, all that kind of weird stuff. And uh, yeah. You, you know, you kind of like, hey, how, how did that come in? You know, how did that have to do anything with all those other bands? Well, you know, it indirectly did, you know, kind of spawned a couple other ones like uh, one of the New York Dolls <laughs> were influenced by all that. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're one of the early punk bands with MC5 and Iggy Pop. Um, you know, all those bands, they all hung out, you know, yeah. in New York, you know, the Ramones, CBGBs. Blondie, all of them. The yeah, dicta- they all, even the dictators. <laughs> like, yeah, I love the dictators. Of, yeah, there's a ton talking of heads. talking heads. Talking Patty heads. Patty Smith was probably yeah. the biggest thing in there at one time. Yeah, you know, television. Um, yeah, um, even the, the police. Bits. They played the, the police bits. played their first American gig, and did uh, they really? CBGBs, I didn't know that. Yeah. CBGBs, yeah, yeah, but they, they they weren't they weren't part nah, of. I wouldn't that scene, nah. but they you know they they played. I mean, a lot of bands played. ACDC played there. Yeah, CBGB's but, uh, probably was like the punk version of Studio 54. <laughs> Maybe I don't know something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for disco, you know. Um, yeah, but you know, dude, you know what I didn't know till today, and I looked it up that CBGB stands for Country Bluegrass, Country blues. Bluegrass Blues, and other music uplifting. I don't even know what the fuck this word is. Gourmetizers. Yeah. Gourmetizers. What's a garment? I heard that before. I couldn't even tell you that off the top of my head, but I heard it before. Yeah, you're a real <laughs> fucking garment. Yeah, well, because it, Hilly Crystal, the guy who uh, opened it up, uh, CBGBs, he really originally wanted to be just sort of like a country blues kind of bar, right? Right. You know, and then you know, then the Ramones come in and they kind of just changed the whole. Started scene. playing their own their own version of uh, like surf rock, pretty much, and. Um, or 60, they're really big into like 60s rock, you know, uh, like the Beach Boys and shit like that, you know, just like sped up oh, a yeah. lot, a lot faster. And, you know, you know, a lot of those bands came out of that. Like we mentioned, you know, Blondie, <coughs> you know, you want thinking them as like a punk band, but they're all part of that whole. Right. Well, even the talking heads, scene. I mean, because, yeah. you know, listen, when I think of the talking heads, my mind goes back to when I was younger and, you know, you know, you may find yourself, you know, I'm thinking of that burning down the yeah. house video and the big coke with no fucking the early stuff was like really good. Man. Yeah, the first few albums are really good. But dude, I couldn't watch that video because the coat would get on my nerves. I would watch the yeah. big coat and he's fucking what the fuck is going on with this dude? <laughs> now I understand it better, but it was just too weird for me back then. You may find yourself. You know what? I, I kind of liked them because it was that I must have watched like Revenge of the Nerds like a billion times and that song burning down the house. Was <laughs> so that's how I kind of like remember the talking heads from. 
But right. yeah. they had some really good stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a few tunes I do like. It's like, okay, it was a good song. Uh, Burning Down the House is a good song. And they had, what's, what's the other one? Uh, when the taste of life. You don't take, take me to the river. I always get them confused with the cars. The cars. Are they kind of have it. For some reason. So they have a might be the deep time. voice. I, 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 yeah, mean, I prefer the cars. Yeah. I prefer the cars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Blondie. Big time out of there, Deborah, Deborah Harry. I mean, they, they were they were a big name there. Um, yeah. You know, I never really got into the Patty Smith stuff too much, you know? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, same here. Uh, the Dead Boys. I know the name. I really haven't heard much of their stuff. Yeah. Dead I, Boys even heard were, I think they were from like Cleveland or, or somewhere in Ohio, but they kind of like they kind of like moved and and kind of like situated and around new york i think and uh we're kind of part of that whole scene i love them too they're you know i you know i gotta check this stuff i might have heard i don't remember too much about it now uh yeah you know, we, we just did that pistol show did the pistols ever play cbgs they had to right i don't know if they did i i, I don't know if they if, if they did honestly for some reason, you think they would. Those right? bands didn't like. They didn't really get along with, with with them. I mean, the Ramones hated them. It was a different clique. Yeah, yeah. it was a different clique. Yeah, Johnny Thunders. He was in the New York Dolls. When he left, he started his own band, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, mm-hmm. and uh, they toured over in England uh, <laughs> with uh, the Sex Pistols, the Damned, I think, and then another band. It was like pretty famous tour, but he he didn't get along with them. With no. those guys like you know um you know a bunch of americans you know yeah you think it would work but i guess uh because you think they that would be a band that would be primed to play that place you know, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah but i never yeah, was they played uh yeah I, th- I think they touch on it in, in the show i think they just i don't think they played like the major cities i think they kind of stuck with like weird places like down south just right. to kind of like uh you know, uh, they, they, I think they put them in places where they wouldn't fit just to get a reaction more. Of a yeah. Reaction because you would people. think New York off the bat. Yeah. It should work in New York. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, put, put, put them in like uh, somewhere in Alabama where it would make absolutely no sense. And it just pissed <laughs> yeah. people off. Even Weird. More, so. Now, like I was going to say, um, I never been to CBGBs. Have you Dame Mike? Nah, I've been, no, I've, I've definitely, I, I've never had, a reason to go because there was never any bands that I that I was really into that played there. But I've been past it many times. It's now now it's a um, it's a John Varvatos. What the hell is that? So he, John Varvatos, he's like a like a, 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 a like kind of like a rock and roll fashion designer. So you go in there, do where your old CBGBs is. He kept all the walls and everything. He got I think he I think he still has a stage or maybe they moved it, but. Um, he kind he he wanted to keep it as original as possible, but so you go in there and you, you spend like two thousand dollars for a leather jacket. How ironic is that to go into like a place like that shithole it used to be? Yeah. Now it's like yeah. this big like fat like a rock and roll fashion designer's place. John John Varvatis, he's, he's like a celebrity designer. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't make like some kind of like museum out of it or something, you know? Well, yeah. Well, could- the idea. They, they took all the toilets out and and they and and some of the walls and they were actually going to like move it to Vegas and open up the oh, one shit. out there using all the original bullshit. original yeah. 
stuff they had, but mm. the owner while I'm dying a few years after they closed. And well, they closed in like storage. 2006. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty long. You figure they opened somewhat in the 70s or before, you know, that's yeah, 70s, like 74 right? maybe or something. That's, that's a pretty long run, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, the rent, I mean, at one time in New York, that was like a, a really bad area. Yeah. In the Bowery area. Now, it, dude, if you go there now, you would never even think that that was a bad area now because it's all like high ends. It's all fixed up. You know, yeah, big time. Wow. Okay, so we see out, out of the, not the punk area, just the CBGB bands. Who would you say the big four? Who to what? Who do you think the big four would be in the CBGB bands? Hmm. Uh, probably Ramones, Blondie, Talking Heads, and Patti Smith. Yeah, yeah, you got to put Patti Smith, even though it's not my deal. Yeah. You got to put Patti Smith in there. I think she played the last show, also. I think she might have played the yeah. last show that was there. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, these like she was supposed to be the shit there, like she was the one that everybody went to go see, you know. It's crazy. Um, I never really got into her stuff, you know. I don't know much, yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, as far as music goes, that place is legendary. That's yeah. legendary. All right, guys, let's move on to the next uh, section here. Let's go with the Bay Area thrash scene. Nice. Who wants to start off? Demo, Mike, anybody want to jump in here? Yeah, I guess uh, the big, the biggest one is probably, you could put this in the top five, you know, biggest bands, rock bands, you know, Metallica absolutely came from there. Yeah. Originally they were, they were an LA band, but uh, to get Cliff Burton, they wanted Cliff Burton. He was, he was in San Francisco. So they want relocating. Um, and they just discovered this whole scene that was starting to happen up there. And they just, you know, made that their home. And uh, other bands were uh, like Exodus. They came out, they were out they were big at the there. same time. Yeah. Uh, possessed so yep. they were like the early bands and then you had like death angel testament um sure there's a bunch of others i actually believe it or not megadeth and slayer were la bands they weren't yeah everybody that. i think hmm. thinks slayer was part of that and they really weren't right they were of the sound but not the they weren't from the area because i think everybody thinks slayer right. is part of that you know yeah yeah <clears throat> and um yeah man for um Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the for the thrash scene, it, I mean, a huge movement, man. I mean, it was just big. Death. Angel. That was more like what? 
like that was like a darker sound, right? More less fast, just fast, you know, fast. Yeah, it was like the New fast. York sound was a little more on the fun side, I think. Right, like where this was. Oh, you talking like, the opposite between the thrash bands? I think, I think yeah, the New York stuff was more like kind of like hardcore, punky yes. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yes. a little more hardcore. Where I think these guys were more technical, yeah. more like a technical and speed mm-hmm. kind of thing. I would think, yeah, you know, with Death Angel and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I think you're right, Dame. I think the New York version of the thrash stuff came from more from the hardcore stuff, and uh, right. like the other side was more of a. Wait, wait, this, so they're more part of like the whole. They're more if they're kind of like, like thrash influenced by like CBGBs, punk, and hardcore stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, and these other guys were more like I don't want to say totally classical kind of stuff, but they were it was more how fast can you play, <laughs> you know, and keep up mm-hmm. the speed and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Exodus was friggin' huge in that scene, man. They were huge. Uh, Metallica, yeah, they were one of the early ones. One. They were one of the early. And what's him playing with Slayer now? Uh, was it Gary Holt? Well, it was, yeah. He was playing with Slayer when they were around, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, all them guys knew each other for a long, long time. I mean, one of my favorite bands who I think is. They're huge, but they're still underrated. Is Testament? I think Testament's unbelievable. Yeah, they were uh, really good. So good, so good. And you know, they're still putting out stuff today. Also, you know, um, half of the lineup I think is the same at least. Um, yeah, but that Death Angel, same thing. We did, we did a thrash episode and we talked about Death Angel. They were all young mm-hmm. when they started, and um, violence, violence. Yep. Um, Forbidden was another one. Yeah, I remember Forbidden. Possession was a little different. They they were a little darker. Possessed. And they're possessed. That's what I mean. Possessed was a little yeah. darker. Yeah, they're probably one of the early death metal bands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of the one of the founding fathers, you know, like along with uh, like Venom, Celtic Frost. Yep. Probably uh Yep. Yeah. Well, since you uh since you mentioned Venom, let's go to the British wave of heavy metal. New wave of British New heavy wave metal. of British heavy metal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's move on to that section, Demo. Yeah, so you get, uh, you know, the, the big ones, you know, probably the, the two biggest, Def Leppard and Iron Maiden. You know, hard to believe Def Leppard came out of that, but you know, they, they did. They are yeah. part of that whole scene. They were teenagers, you know, yeah. during that. Um, yeah, even like I read some stuff. I know we were talking about this earlier that some people still put Motorhead in that scene. They, they do. Yeah, I, I don't know, know man. They're... <clears throat> I guess they could be, you know, I don't know. They're because they were around earlier than, than right. Well, that's why yeah, we're not including like, Priest because of that. Because Priest was around there. Well, right. yeah. Well, we are considering Maiden. I mean, they were seventies. Def Leppard was but, what? Yeah, but they were seventies. They they are like were Def Leppard seventies. Yeah, 70s, late seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were when part was of the debut. Like, for eighty, I think. Yeah, but it's time it came out. Or 80? But Maiden was the or main. Seven? Maiden was the main band from that probably. Movement. Yeah, they're like the focal point of you had Saxon. Scene. Saxon yeah. was big at that point. Yeah. Um I don't know. Off. It's hard to not put Judas Priest in that because were they really were they really way before? Like, yeah, they're way before. They're I kids. know they're way before, but but they started that's when they started getting big, I think. Yeah, but they're they dude, they were already playing, they're playing all over the world by that time. I mean, they yeah. were I lump I lumped them in know. there just out of because that yeah, I think that it go it fits, you know, but technically, yeah, they're really not part of that, even though you yeah, think they they're are, they're you know? they 
they came out. I mean, they, they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. So they were like 10 years yeah, before ahead. that stuff. Yep. Their first album came out in like 74, I think, you know. They were touring with Kiss on the Dynasty store with tour when those bands. That's so like, crazy. You know, yeah. So you, you put that in perspective. They're yeah. already established, you know, established and starting, yep. you know, making their um their, their selves known by that time. But and then you we talk about even like we just were talking about the Bay Area thrash scene and look how well, many bands were influenced. I mean by that directly from See, that, yeah. I'm looking here and it's like, it's, I'm going to fight for priest here. <laughs> it says they didn't gain popularity until the eight, like 1980. Yeah. But they were already signed. So, yeah. yeah. But they were, they were already, signed they're already a name. They were already in out, name. you know, th- th- those bands were just getting started. Like they were yeah. all like to know, iron maid and Judas priest has been around already. Like they were the new movement. Iron Maiden, you know? Right. Yeah. Like Judas, iron maiden was inf- influenced by like, Judas Priest and right. Black Sabbath and you know I mean Black Sabbath and Judas Priest were only separated by a, a couple years right and you wouldn't think because I think yeah. same way I think with Motorhead the way Mike thinks where I think they're always a part like yeah that's all part of that late 70s kind of because to me Judas Priest even though mm. even though I like their earlier stuff they really didn't turn that corner until that sound once that sound came out yeah. they kind of adapted yeah. a little bit more you know because they were more like um I don't want to use, you say uh, a power metal, but they're more like a, a little more proggy, proggy-ish, sort of, you know? And then they they, they were kind of like on the Led Zeppelin side. Yeah. When they first started, yeah. They were, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were wearing the frilly clothes, and it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah weird. kind of like They went from frills of... to leather. <laughs> yeah. Which, which see, that that's another point. Like, was that they kind of started the whole leather thing, and yeah. all those New Wave of British heavy metal bands adapted kind of like, adopted that you know yeah. so yeah it's a good um, argument though uh yeah it's 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 a tough one it's a tough yeah. one because i'm listen, i'm sticking I, to my guns technically it's probably the other way around but for me in my yeah. head i i consider them with that in my head but uh yeah so uh but like we were saying that all all of that new way new wave of british heavy metal totally influenced all them bay area bands they you know diamond head i mean metallica covered a shitload of these guys diamond head yeah you know, Diamond Head was was a big one. We're like, that's, I, you know, we heard the fucking cover song and we're like, you know, who's Diamond Head? You know, but they were influenced right. by them. Uh, Saxon. Uh, who else came out of that uh, movement? Uh, Venom. Angel, Venom's considered Angel that. Witch. Angel Witch was big. Um, uh, Venom was the, one of the first black metal bands, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, who else we got here? Tank, which was one of the guys from The Damned, was in that band. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, the Tigers of Pang Tang. How about that one? <laughs> I don't remember that. Raven. Raven. What was that song? Oh, I mean, they had a couple of really good songs. Yeah, I kind of like some Raven. Uh, Tokyo Blade. Uh-huh. Girl School. Yeah, you can probably consider Girl School. Girl, oh, Girl School, I like. Yeah. yeah. I like Girl School. Another one um, of the first few. Were they out before the Runaways or were the Runaways out first? They're like right after them, I think. It was close. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, what's the name? I think Girl School still kind of plays now. I don't know who's yeah. in the lineup, but I think the drummer would be the same. They're they still play. Yeah, yeah. It's probably play. like one, probably like one original member. Yeah, <clears throat> that was one of Lemmy's uh, buddies' band. <laughs> I think yeah, Lemmy I mean, a, a, a lot of these bands I just know from hearing them from Metallica. 
yeah. interviews and stuff. I'm, to be shit, honest, shit, Saxon still them, put stuff out. Yeah, I and the, yeah, I saw them on the Monster Rockers. They're still pretty, you know. Still can pretty the guy good. sing still good? So can Biff still? Yeah, sing? yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, put what it about way- Spinal Tap? You put Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, didn't they didn't they start according to the movie like in the sixties or something? Flower Power Movement. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great which is a great segue. We could touch on that. The hippy dippy, the Flower Power Movement. You got to think Janis Joplin. I mean, uh, who else was from that area? Yeah, well, Grateful Dead, San Francisco, Grateful Dead, uh, Jimi Hendrix. I don't. Yeah, but he wasn't from that area though. I mean, he's part of that movement, but. Who was from that area? That Bay oh, area. He did. He did. Well, I don't know. He he kind of gained success in in England, though, right? He I did. So, yeah. yeah. He, he kind of, and then he came came to uh, New York. But uh, the whole San Francisco Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, Jefferson they were Airplane. Huge. They were huge there. Grateful Dead. Uh, uh, there was another big name band. Janis Joplin. She was from San Francisco. I think. Yeah, she was a big name there. Yeah. 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 But that but whole do you consider movement, like bro? like all that like Leonard Skinner and all that stuff. Nah, that's southern nah, rock. It's more like that's southern, yeah, southern, southern rock. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was yeah. They weren't really. That wasn't really. Like they were that. after. They were more rock and roll. They were. More they, they kind of got lumped up into that hippie stuff, though. No, nah, for yeah. me, no. Nah. I didn't think so. I think not more, for me either. But and there are a few. There are a few years after that. Yeah, that that flower power shit was over by like. You know what? I, you know what? I think you're thinking of Mike that Freedom Rock commercial that they probably mixed the song. <laughs> Maybe right. That yeah, Freedom Rock. That's dude. what I'm saying. Like I remember as yeah. a kid, like that would always. Yeah. Turn it up, man. I think it's what yeah, you're thinking. Turn- that's like, we think it's all that hippy dippy stuff, and yeah, you hear you hear Sweet Home Alabama in that mix. But uh, yeah, but even that, that, I only know one song by him. That Scott McKenzie guy. That are you going to San Francisco? Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a great song, you know. Um, but that's that's what you think, you know. Um, Mamas and Papas. I think that. Kind of think they were their uh, LA band though. Yeah, I mean they're all a part of that sound, but who came from that area? I think it was you know Janice was was the big one. Grateful Dead, fucking still huge today. Um, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, but that spawned a lot of Francisco. shit. <laughs> uh, there was a song called "Eva Destruction" that was kind of big around there. I forget the guy's name. Um, but yeah, there were some some awesome fucking songs. I mean, shit. Do you consider the Doors part of the Flower Power movement? You know, I, I maybe nah, they were they, they were definitely not a part of that. No, they, they they were they were so against that shit. Yeah, but they were they were an LA band. They were dude. They were not. Jamar's rolling in his grave if if he hears this. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it had the same audience. Like it, it was like. Uh, yeah, it's like it's 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 sixties rock, but it's like saying, not a huge uh, Doors fan. Yeah, no, nah, they were definitely not not that. Uh, they were anti the Flower Power. Here, I got a, I got a list. Uh, Santana was part of that. Really? Scene. Yeah, Blue Cheer. Oh yeah, that scene. Okay, I can see Blue Cheer. Um, actually, they have Sly and the Family Stone listed in oh. that. Uh, Simon and Big Garfunkel? Brother and Holding Company. Simon Garfunkel, that's um, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you got Bob Dylan. I mean, all that hippie dippy stuff. Yeah, they're they're beatniks. That was that kind of like they were like the predecessors of the the hippies, the beatniks. What do you call a masturbator? A beatnik. I don't know. Bob Bob Dylan kind of hit that hippie crowd though. 
Well, yeah, yeah he wasn't part of that. But he wasn't part yeah. of that flower power. He was, he was he was in New York. He was he was part of that. I would put him with, with Simon and Garfunkel, with those guys. He came yeah, out of the same area at the same time. Yeah, fifties. Yeah, we're we're uh, I think we're we're season. focusing more on the sections of where they came from than just music, you know. Um, yeah, than the genre. Yeah, because yeah, you can lump up so much stuff in there. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, if you talk genres, then you can then you can put the Doors yeah. and all that other stuff in there. Because yeah. you hit that like I'm instantly I'm thinking like who played Woodstock, right. you know? Right. 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 Yep. Right. Yeah, because we all think it's hippy dippy or whatever, or even with grunge stuff is grunge. Yeah, yeah. Your brain goes right to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there was another uh, big band. I, I don't know. Spirit. They had this Steve Miller band. They have. They, weren't they, they like uh, part of that scene? Weren't they like Native American Spirit? Uh no. Or am I thinking of a different band? Spirit was um, was like this. Uh, they had that one hit, uh, I Got a Line on You. Oh, yeah. And yeah it was like some 16-year-old like prodigy, guitar prodigy, and his stepdad was the drummer. who He was like 50 years old or something. And uh, I don't know who the other guys were, but they were well, suing Led Zeppelin like a couple of years ago. Do you remember, remember hearing about that case? It was like yeah. big news. Zeppelin was robbing everybody. That, uh, yeah, that uh, there was part that like because they toured with Zeppelin opened up for them on their first tour. Wow. And it said that there was parts of a spirit song in um, Stairway to Heaven. Now, I, I don't I don't know why it took them 50, 60 years. To, uh, <laughs> to That's the spirit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Better late than never. I'm thinking, you know, I was thinking of I was thinking of Redbone. Redbone. Yeah. Oh, Mike, it's the family show. <laughs> <laughs> it, they were they were like a native american uh, rock band wow that's crazy they, yeah. it was interesting man like he had like the headdress he would go around on the stage on and everything they, they had some tonight. like uh, <laughs> where were they from Redbone? uh actually los angeles kentucky yeah american funk rock lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dude, I think from working all these hours, I'm silly. all about the funk rock. He likes the funk Yeah. He gets he's getting up and dancing right now. He's funky. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to get funky. (laughs) I'm ready to go to bed and fuck myself. (laughs) Redbone's still around. No, are they? (laughs) Wow. Nah, that band's still around. Yep. They're all dead except the uh the bass player. He's he's keeping it going. Yeah. That fast quiz. Good for Pat. That's good. 
Actually, uh, yeah, the, there's like a couple other guys still alive, but they're not in the band anymore. But I just pulled that up. It's for a hell of it. All right, let's uh, do we got one more genre we could talk about here? Let's go with the one that you know hits me and Dane probably more than Mike, but uh, the 80 Sunset Strip, man, all the shit we grew up with. Damo, start it off, buddy. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it's another one. Van Halen, you could put them in the same category as you put Motorhead. They were kind of like a little, a bit, little before. bit before, but they were the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Van Halen, Quiet Riot kind of came out in the same same time, mid, mid-70s. mid Yeah, they, I think they were you the know. spark of it. Yeah, but then there was like a gap. There was like maybe three, four years where nobody got signed. So you, that's why I kind of... Like I, I kind of look at it as like Motley Crue starting it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. after Motley Crue, then everybody, then like the floodgates opened up. Then it was then Quiet Riot, Rat, Wasp, and like a zillion. Now, would you consider that was on that strip scene? Was Rat bigger than Motley in the beginning? Nah, I don't think so. No, but they were both was, big uh, at the same time. They were, yeah, they were. Yeah, well, well Stephen Pearson was originally from uh, San Diego. And really? he moved up to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like Poison's kind of, really a Pennsylvania band. Right? Yeah. And they, right. moved, they moved to L.A. in like they moved to LA. Yeah, Poison's a PA band. Yeah, but by that time, L.A., it, it was already a scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it was already thriving. But like, you know, when Motley Crue started, there was no Motley Crue's around. There was right. no other bands like them around. Besides, like uh, Wasp and and Rat, you know everybody. You know, in interviews they say it was all new wave bands. You know, in L.A. And then uh, once Motley Crue got signed and everything, then they started signing other bands. You know, right? Rat and Quiet Riot and and Wasp and Striper. I because Striper's from that area. Yeah, and Black and Blue and um, L.A. Guns, early ones. Yeah, they were like a little later. Yeah. yeah, Guns and Rose, but they were a little bit second with second wave. Right. They were, I think, they were considered part of that. Yeah, but like near, you know, the second but, wave. Well, what's kind of interesting though is that, like, I don't think the other scenes really had a, a longevity like this one did. Like this one, pretty much for th- throughout the entire decade. Yeah, the entire eighties. Like, if you look look at like some of the other ones, like they didn't really last that long. No, the new wave of British heavy metal that was like probably a couple years. Yeah. Uh, well, if you could British then, like, Invasion probably had a good a good amount. That had of time. a good run, yeah. You know, had a Seattle good maybe had six three, years, four years, yeah, maybe five. That. I don't know. Even what was Disco? Three years, maybe four tops. Three. That was that was that was, yeah. Wasn't that long? Four, Wasn't that long? Maybe yeah. You know, <clears throat> but it's seventy eight ish, nine ish to eighty one, maybe if that, if yeah. that, because that kind of involved. I guess the dance stuff kind of evolved to house music, hip hop music, and I guess it's that was the, you know, well, even even hip hop, yeah, it just evolved, you know, yeah. Um, but going back to um, yeah, like even like Faster Pussycat, probably the second wave of that of that scene, I would say, right? Yeah, there was like there was like two, three, four waves, you know. Uh, oh, they they that makeup just kept on coming, dude. It kept on coming, <laughs> caking it back on, you know, even, even thicker. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you know you get the fir- first wave was probably like from like 80 to like 83 80 and then like 
the the second wave I say is like 84 to like 86, you know, and then wave three is like 87 to, you know, to like 90. And then that fourth wave, he, he had a couple stra- stragglers coming in like around 90, 91. Yeah. Like, so like maybe like, like there's ugly kid Joe was kind of like in that yeah, territory. Like, like, they, yeah. they, they made it right out that at the very end. Yeah, <laughs> Jackal. Yeah. Jackal. They were yeah. like the last wave. Yeah. You know, but, uh, yep. well, what would you consider the first wave? We'll say not, not counting the, 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 the second wave there on the way out. The first wave, the ones that we mentioned, the Motley, first one, the early rat poison. And who would be the fourth? Would you consider wasp the fourth? Molly rat. Who else? Uh, Motley Rat Poison. I would consider Poison definitely up there. Uh, now, Poison was they're they're later, man. They're were they like later? Second. Yeah, eighty six. What, what was their record? Came out. Was it that early? Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say eighty eight. Damn, I didn't realize it was eighty six. Yeah. So who, who Motley Crue's first album thing? came out, and Motley Crue's first album was eighty one. Wasp was like eighty three. Quiet Riot was eighty three. Rat was eighty three. Like that's like the the first the first uh, wave. Yeah. I guess Quiet Right, even though they were out before that, that was that's when they broke right around that time, I think, right? Yeah, 83. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. The one thing I got for you, we all used to breed Metal Edge, I'm sure, at one time or another. Oh, God, yeah. The one band, I, I'm thinking, I think they're from that area, that I thought they were pushing the break, 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 and never broke was tough. I mean, we all seen pictures back in the day before we even knew hmm. who they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stevie Rochelle does a, a ton of stuff now, but um, metal sludge. Yeah. yeah, he does metal sludge and all that stuff. He he's actually seems pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> but it looked yeah, like that. I don't band remember was, that. You don't remember if you see a picture, you, you'll know who they are. If, uh, they were in Metal Edge for years. For yeah, years you know who they are when you see out. a picture. They were the band that it looked like they were going to be the next Poison. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I thought that band was going. Was there? I'm thinking of it. Was there a band called like Tough Enough too, or something? Or am I? Uh, I'm sure there was. There were so many crazy that... names out there. Yeah. Then there was Tough. Enough's T- Enough. T U F F. Enough's Enough. They're from Chicago. Oh, they were T U F. Chicago. Was spelled. Oh, you know what? Now I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, not that we have to go to. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to edit this, but uh, like even um the '80s, where you had that, I guess the that new wave kind of sound that that Duran Duran flock of seagulls I guess you could lump that up in the Kajagoos. yeah the, right? well they <laughs> I think they call that like uh like the new British invasion or something the new wave of British invasion or they had they, they actually do have a, a name for that there's a genre like, for that yeah yeah like culture yeah, I would have called it a new Duran wave Duran. but New way. Well, yeah, no, so, they, yeah. they call it, it, it yeah, that's a, the genre, but the scene that it came from had its own yeah. it, its own name, you know. Um, sort of like a, I don't want to say the mods, that was something else, but just, just like like uh, Duran Duran type, what, it, what, do you, what do you want to call that? New wave kind of dance yeah. pop from yeah. England, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know Adamant. If the, I don't know if the, was that, the new, new, new romantic. New that romantic. That's what it, it was. Mm-hmm. Would they consider yeah. the boy Georges and the culture clubs? Would they consider them part of that? Right. Yeah. I'll tumble for you. I'll tumble for you. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm getting silly. Like, that's, stupid. A, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. It's not but, really my, uh, my forte. You, you know what's funny now? Now that we're older, we consider all that stuff the MTV generation stuff. You know? Right. 
And I do appreciate it way more now than I did back then. Let me tell you. Because a lot of today's stuff I'm kind of bored with, you know? They, 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 the new romantic stuff is considered the second British invasion. Okay. Um, yeah, which, all the Duran Duran stuff and all. Duran Duran, Spando Ballet. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Uh, who else they have here? Uh, no Kajagoogles? Yeah. Uh, uh, they were Australian or something, weren't they? They don't think they were. Uh, they weren't British, I don't think. It's George, weird because like, yeah. a lot of that like CBGB stuff kind of blended right into that, too. Like that new wave kind of. Maybe. Talking Heads definitely kind of yeah, blended into the new wave. That. The Smiths, uh, yeah, had them in there. That's another band that is huge, and I just never really. I can't deal with that. Band. Really yeah, it's... I can't deal with. I cannot. Adam Ant. Adam, Adam Ant was big for a little bit. Yeah, new romantics. Yeah, the new romantic scene, and yeah. that was what like 80, 81 ish, maybe the beginning yeah. of that. Up to and, like um, eighty five, and say, maybe yeah. that's where. Uh, <clears throat> Kiss the elder. Maybe that's where Paul still was going for that new romantic. Look. The new romantic look could probably <laughs> make sense, right? Yeah, we want you guys to look like this. <laughs> All yeah, right, I'll look put like the this new on. band, uh, Adamant and Duran Duran and Spando Ballet. Yeah, is it Spandau Ballet or Spandau Spando Ballet? I don't know. I, I, I they had a couple really, even, really big songs. I don't even think I can name one of their songs. This singer looked yeah, like Superman. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's Superman. Like Superman. Well, yeah, that look like you know the Christopher Reeve kind of look. You know, I'm that's sure little, if we heard curl. the song, we probably know. Um, oh, you know the slow song's huge. There's a slow song that's huge. Like, but, uh, I was that was never like my like genre. That whole, yeah, that whole '80s was never really my thing. Well, I'm trying to think. So you're. Uh, so 70, you're born, what, 75-ish? 75, right. 80. I'm more of like, you know, 70s stuff. But and probably like, when you, you know, were like, a kid, when you were a kid, you probably didn't really start getting into stuff till like heavily till probably about 88, I bet. 88, 89, just because your age. You're, you're right. 12, more, more like metal and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, well, that's, the, that's what happened. That, the, uh, the haircut you mentioned earlier, was that was kind of influenced by the new romantic era. Who's Fuck that? that? Flacasigo? Mike, the yeah, the, the, the mullet. <laughs> That's a new, new romantic yeah. hairstyle, kind of right. It's going for the new romantic style. <laughs> well, I, I had it like that because, like, my, my job, like, I wasn't allowed to have long hair at the time, so it was kind of like I just pulled it back and just. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't the um. Isn't it like the mullet in general, sort of like a British style? I think so. I think I that Paul guess, Young, man. I think it. Yeah, I, we got to find the or look up the origins. Of I the think mullet. it's coming back. They're starting <laughs> to do that shave sides with the hair a little long in the back. I, I hear, yeah, something's going on. Something's definitely going on. Origins I do not see a mullet, mullet. in my future. <laughs> Nor are you, Albert. No, a skullet. That's it. No mullet. A skullet, maybe. No mullet. Yeah. I can do what everybody else. Haircut. I can do what everybody else does in our genre and just put on a wig. <laughs> everybody else is doing it, right? <laughs> uh, okay, you want, the the first uh, mullets were wig. from the Native Americans. The first mullet. Yeah, now nah, it, it kind of like uh, David Bowie, kind of like 
yeah. made famous. Oh, yeah. If you look back, yeah, that famous picture with him with the, well, even the Ziggy Stardust stuff. Yeah, he had that back then. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's weird. Speaking of Bowie, I know it's a little off topic here, but speaking of Bowie, I love a lot of David Bowie stuff, but I always found them fucking, you know, I guess on purpose, odd and weird, you know, I'm sure it was on purpose. Like, I really just yeah, didn't start I, like liking until later on. Then I went back when I was a kid. I'm like, who the fuck's this fucking nut? You know, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, he, he was he he was part of like a lot of different genres and stuff. There's only some stuff that I that I that I like, but, but yeah, stuff I do like, I really like like I like right. the, you know, the um early 70s kind of ziggy stardust and then the like, and then i like the early 80s let's dance yeah. stuff I, I i love that record i'm okay with the i'm okay with the china girl and all that i don't mind it at all i love it yeah it's what, probably yeah. one of my favorite records from it might be my favorite david bowie record that's a good that's a good the one thing about bowie yeah, that, I gotta that say, was a good album the one yeah. thing about bowie every album he changed which is brilliant look wise sound wise you know, yeah. it's it's almost like, you know, even if, you know, jumping it further down, Marilyn Manson was like that for a little bit. Every race kind of does. It. Every record is different. You know, after like by the second or third record, it was different. It wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. And Bowie's definitely probably the greatest of, of doing that, being able to morph into something new and totally different and still be accepted. You know, nobody goes, oh, that was Bowie's bad time. You know, he just was able to change. Always evolving, always evolving, you know. Mixtapes, edition. <laughs> the midnight edition mixed, of mixtapes and tapes. Mixtapes and midnight cakes. Yeah. <laughs> midnight <laughs> snacks. Mixtapes <laughs> and midnight snacks. Mm. This is Bert I got some hot pockets for Damian Monte Carlo and Angry Mike D. Snacks out. <laughs> <laughs> snacks out. Snacks out. I don't know. Fucking something stupid. See you next week. Late. <laughs>